0: This past week, uh, the world lost a great, great man of God, uh, someone who I know um, highly impacted my life throughout his years of preaching and teaching on TV. Uh, but, he, but he impacted many of your lives, and that's Dr. Charles Stanley, who at the uh, ripe age of 90 uh, left this world and, and went to the next world. And all he did was graduate, right? Amen. Uh, but millions have been impacted by his practical, uh, truth-driven, gospel-driven uh, messages. In fact, I read something where it said um, uh, his messages had not only been heard by millions all throughout the world, but um, heard in 127 different languages. Um, but but you know he was a committed preacher of the gospel for 65 uh, years. In, in, in fact, Asher, this was interesting. That, um, Dr. Charles Stanley, this pastor that I'm talking about, um, at age 14, he 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 felt God's call. Into the ministry, Dr. Charles Stanley, he he didn't just preach about the good stuff and the God stuff. Um, what I really, what really drew my attention was the fact that that he often talks about the adversities of life. Okay, in fact, um, one of the first books I ever bought of his uh, that I remember reading was just called How to Deal with Adversity. You know, who doesn't have adversity, right? Um, and 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 so he talked about how to deal daily with our adversity and maybe the emotions associated with that adversity and how to still live out your faith. And, and I don't have it on the screen, but I want you to hear this quote that I discovered of Dr. Charles Stanley's. He once said, he said, our emotions, that's our feelings, our emotions often stand in direct opposition to our faith in the Lord and what he is achieving for us. He says, our emotions often stand in direct opposition to our faith in the Lord and what he is achieving for us. You know, one of the reasons why we know that, that Jesus took on human form is because he had human um, emotions. As, as he was close to being uh, betrayed and, and, and being led to the cross of crucifixion for us, uh, he's like, man, my, my soul is overwhelmed to the point of death. He's like, but he, and, he, and he prayed numerous times. He would drop to the ground, and he'd pray, and he's like, God, um, you know, if this cup's meant for me, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll drink it. But, but uh, if not, you know, please don't let this happen. And he, and, and he said, listen, but not my will, but your will be done. So he had the faith to follow through with what God the Father sent him here to do, but he also had feelings that were like, hey, I don't feel like going through this. But he went through that for you and me. I don't know about you, but I deal with a lot of emotions any given day. This is not to, to, to pretend that bipolar isn't a major thing because I know it is and I've dealt with many people who have bipolar. But I'm convinced, I don't even need a doctor to tell me, I am quadrupolar. Okay? Uh, you, listen, in one minute, you could deal with all four different sides of me. All right? One minute I can be happy, the next minute I can be sad. One minute, I can be extremely encouraged. Next minute, I'm all up into my business and feelings and, 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 and can feel discouraged. One minute, I feel settled. The next second, I feel unsettled. One minute, I feel content with everything until I pass by somebody's lake house, and then I'm jealous. Okay? So if you have a lake house, you wanted, if you want to donate a lake house to me so it'll be lived in well the rest of your life, you taught me after this service. One minute. I can, I can feel proud about something and next thing I know, life's humbling me about something. One minute I feel in control. Next minute I'm wondering if there is anything I am in control of. Listen, our human emotions, they can take us on a roller coaster ride. They take us here, they take us there and, and if we're not careful, they derail our faith. In fact, I, I, I believe that most people's faith is derailed by their emotions. And this is why as Christ followers, we've not been called to live by feelings alone. It's not that, listen, you should never deny your feelings because normally your feelings are telling you something. You might not want to hear what they're telling you, but your emotions are telling you something. And I look at it as kind of lights on the dashboard. You know, God's like, hey, you know what? You got, you got some grief over here. You got some anxiety over here. You got, you got some, some feelings over here. And you might be wanting to, 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 pocket those and, and, and get rid of those, but the more you try to do that, the more you're, you're, you're focused on them. Listen, you got to process them and confess them for healing, but, but you can't let your feelings guide your faith. In fact, it, it's the other way. You've got to make sure that you choose and learn how to let your faith guide your feelings. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we live by faith, not by sight. I want you to hear this as we get into this message. Growing and maturing in Christ. It means learning how to live by faith in God. And by the truth of God's word, no matter what. In fact, if you ask me, what's the difference between an immature believer in Christ versus a mature believer? A mature believer's not only gone through some stuff, but a mature, mature believer has learned how to hold on to their faith despite that stuff. And so you have to keep aiming for that. I want us to look today at some things found in scripture that can help us overcome our feelings by faith, but would you bow your heads with me in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just pray, Lord, right now that you would open our eyes to see what you want us to see, open our ears so we might hear what you want us to hear, Lord, and open our hearts that so we might receive that which you want us to receive. May we not just be informed, but may we be transformed May we not just talk about faith, but may we live it out. God, help us. Show us the next right step. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm not going to share with you everything there is about faith over feelings, but I'm telling you that that probably everything I'm going to share is going to touch on things that we all deal with. The first thing you need to know is this. When you feel anxious, God promises peace. When you feel anxious, God promises peace. Anxiety is not usually a choice. Anxiety is not a choice. And that's why I would be very careful about telling anybody, you just need to get over it. We gotta be real careful about that because sometimes you can't get over it. All you can do is let God take you through it. Okay? And and, and so, you know, we don't say anxiety coming in my life. Now listen, you might be anxious about little things. All those little things end up building up a lot of big things in your life, or you might be anxious about something, a situation, a circumstance, a relationship, a, a hardship right now. And, 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 and our anxiety, it quickly robs us of God's peace. You need to know that. Your anxiety is always a threat to God's peace in your life. Fear, worry, anxiety, they are the biggest derailers of people's faith. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm with people in the trenches, okay? I don't, I don't get to just see just some layers. I'm used to seeing the absolute core of people and broken people. But the worst thing that can happen to you is not what happens to you, but how you respond to it. You've heard this said before, Life is 90% what happens to you, and it is 10% how you respond to it. And you need to understand how you respond to it matters. And if you don't know how to respond to it, okay, if you don't know how to handle adversity, I want you to hear this, it's going to handle you every time. Your faith is going to be either shipwrecked or hijacked. Now think about this. If you could control whatever you're anxious about, you wouldn't be anxious. Would you agree? If you could control it, you could fix it, whatever that is you're, you're worried about. So, so you need to know where to take it. And here's what God's Word says. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. I want you to hear it through that that lens. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, Scripture, first of all, says you need to bring everything to, to God, especially the anxiety. Listen, the greatest response we can have to anything that comes our way is prayer. Prayer should not be our last resort, but it should be our first response. And that's something that takes some training, okay? It really does. It takes sometimes years um, of, of, of getting in in the, the, the practice of praying. Even praying before you say it. You know, and, and, and so oftentimes just like if I'm dealing with someone with something, I don't I, I usually don't go, well hey, let's pray about that later. Hey, can we can we pray about that right now? Because listen, prayer changes things and prayer oftentimes is the only thing you can do while it also being the greatest thing you can do. Because listen, you're bringing it to God, you're giving it to God, you're taking it off your shoulders, you're putting it on His shoulders. You're releasing your anxiety to receive His peace. Dr. Charles Stanley also said this He says, We must remember that the shortest distance between our problems and their solutions is the distance between our knees and the floor. Apart from genuine, humbled, surrendered prayer, you can't have peace in the midst of your anxiety, not lasting peace. You've got to give God what you can't handle, and then you've got to trust him to handle it. Corey Tin Boom said this, said, what wings are to a bird and sails are to a ship, so is prayer to the soul. Listen, you can't overcome Or just just get rid of anxiety in your life. It's always going to be there. When when this present anxiety leaves, you're going to have a new anxiety. Okay, Life is full of things that can can make us anxious. But you've got to understand, you've got to have a prayer life. Because while you might not be able to get over certain things, God wants to take you through certain things. Write this scripture down. I don't have it on the board. 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Listen, you don't don't need to think to yourself, well, hey, God's so busy with people that have bigger problems than I have, he doesn't have time to receive my prayer requests. That's what makes God God. He is able to deal with all of us 24-7, in the most personal way, he always cares about what you have going on. Even if, even if up to this point he, you haven't shown a whole lot of care for his will, he still cares just as much today. Listen, God could never love you any more. God will never love you any less. John 14, verses 1 and verse 27, Jesus said this, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Listen, the only lasting peace that you can ever find in this life, everything else is temporary, it can only be found in Jesus. You can keep looking. You can keep looking. I've seen plenty of people, they look their entire life and finally, ultimately, only in their last days, realize that, hey, only Jesus could give them peace. Only Jesus could be counted on. Only Jesus could, could, could help them through the otherwise unbearable. You need to hear this part in the message. The only way you can even have peace is to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. Otherwise, if you don't have a Savior, your, your, your anxiety is always dependent upon your situation. Always. You've heard it said before, if you, if you know Jesus, you can know peace. But, but, if you, if, but, but if you have no Jesus, you can't have any peace. John 16, Jesus says, you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus is like, listen, come to me, trust in me, look to me, because not only can I give you inner peace, even when you have outside turmoil, but anything you're battling and anything that you will battle, I've already overcome. I've already overcome. This too shall pass. Listen, if I'm a believer in Christ, there's no trial this side of heaven that will make its way to the next. Won't happen. Listen, Jesus brings me peace that the world cannot give. Listen, there's no amount of money. There's no amount of health. There's no degree of friends that can give you peace. Don't, don't get temporary happiness um, confused with, with eternal peace. But secondly, you need to know that when you feel afraid and alone, God promises he is with you. When you feel afraid and alone, God promises he's with you. You go search the scriptures, there's nothing God talks about more, it seems, as far as any emotion than fear. Whether he says, do not fear, do not be afraid, fear not. It it doesn't matter how he says it. He's saying the same thing. He's going, hey, I know that it's human nature to fear. Everybody has fears. Doesn't matter how young we are. Doesn't matter how old we are. We, we, We may have fears today that we didn't have yesterday. We may have fears that we outgrow today, but new fears that we'll have tomorrow because we're human. I remember one gentleman in particular, very wise, sharp guy, and, and, and it, it, it was just, he was just weeks away from his death, and, and he looks me straight in the eyes and he said, Pastor, I've done a little bit of everything in this life, but I've never died before. you mind telling me how I do that? I said, well, I've never died either. And so he was looking at a fear that he had never once had to look in the face and God tells us over and over again, whatever the fear, he's greater. Whatever the, the, the burden, he can, he can give us peace. But the number one reason that God says that we don't have to fear is he says, because I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and so our, our, our calmness, our peace doesn't come from having all the solutions or all the answers, but knowing that, that, that God's not only, he doesn't just have our back. He doesn't just go ahead of us and, and sit, stand beside us or, 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 or behind us. But he literally lives within us. Listen, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit has come to live within you. That, that's the spirit that gives you peace. That's the spirit that gives you, you power. That's the spirit that assures you God is not only with you, but God is in you. Isaiah 41.10 says, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. We just sang, I'm going to see a victory. Yes, you are, if you put your little hand in his big hand. Listen, when you know that your little hand is in God's big hand, there's nothing to fear. Why? Because God is with you. Listen, a child of God can be sure that no matter where they go, even when we stray away from God, he is with us because, why? He's in us. Psalm 139, verse 7 through 10 says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Is it not the greatest promise in the world when you can know that when you have your little hand in God's big hand, you will never, ever, ever, while on earth or in eternity, be separated ever again from the love of God. He's not only with you, he's in you. Listen, don't be afraid, he says, because I'm bigger than what you're facing. I am God. You know, sometimes, sometimes we don't realize it but we try to play God. All of us do it. We try to play God. So, so we try to fix this. We try to change that. We try to ignore this and that. And, and ultimately, we just realize there is a God, but we're not him. Listen, the last words that Jesus shared with his earliest disciples, the la- literally the last words before he left earth, Matthew 28:20. 20, he says, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There's scripture that says, hey, even when your hair turns gray or white or goes, a child of God never has to wonder whether God is with them. We are never alone. He is always with us, and he is always God. Billy Graham said this. I want you to hear this. It's about the Holy Spirit being in your life. He said, if you know Christ, you don't need to beg for the Holy Spirit to come into your life. Like, like you don't have to go, God, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Please come into this situation. He says, if you know Christ, you don't need to beg for the Holy Spirit to come into your life. He is already there, whether you feel his presence or not. Don't confuse the Holy Spirit with an emotional feeling or a particular type of spiritual experience. The only way that your Monday morning isn't way worse then your Sunday morning is you got to know that the same God that is with us in this place today, he's with you in that place tomorrow. But thirdly, when you feel brokenhearted, God promises comfort and joy. When you feel brokenhearted, God promises comfort and joy. Listen, you know, life is full of, of many different seasons, but one thing is for sure, the longer you live, the longer you live, the more heartache you will experience. This life is full of broken people and broken moments. You say, well, that's a sad thing to say. You need to be positive. I'm, I'm positive. I'm positive you're going to have trials the rest of your life. But I did not say that you're without hope. I did not say that, that, that Christ can't give you peace, that Christ can't give you comfort and joy because he promises he can. Billy Graham said, the Christian life, it is not a constant high. He said, I have my moments of deep discouragement. I have to go to God with tears in my eyes and say, oh, God, forgive me, or, oh, God, help me. Listen, if you turn to Jesus, he will give you comfort. I want you to hear this part, in your brokenness. See, sometimes we're waiting on joy and comfort to come, but we think the only way we can have it is the situation has to be changed or the valley has to be removed. And that's just not the way it works. Listen, in the midst of the valley, God could give you your greatest comfort. In the midst of tears rolling down your face, God could give you the greatest joy of knowing that he's with you, of knowing that he's got you, of knowing that he's still in control. Psalm 23, 4 says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. I truly believe this. God has a staff of angels. He has a staff of angels. That when you're in your most broken state, whenever you're your most just overcome by fear and emotion, this is the beauty of, of, of the Spirit of God. He can, he can still get right where you're at. Listen, he's pursuing you even when you're not pursuing him. Psalm 34:18 says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who are crushed in spirit. Listen, I've, I've gone to God many a time with anxiety or fears or failures, and, and I've gone to him in, in my deepest valleys. Most of you don't realize this. Plenty of times, just because of the nerve condition that I have in my body, plenty of times, my worst times are Saturday nights because I know I got to come here. Okay, not because I don't want to see y'all, but but other words, I know I know I've got to I got to be at my best, and 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 so while I'm trying to get that strength, um, Satan likes to go. Nah, you 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 can be too weak to deliver that. You know you you you're you, you're you're falling, you're 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 rolling downhill, and it, it, I'm telling you, it, it. My wife can tell you, it happens like clockwork. She's so used to it. I mean, I, I mean, plenty of times. I mean, I'm I'm on a Saturday night, especially. She's she's helping me get out to bed or uh, out or into bed. And it's because what happens is, um, ang- listen, anxiety makes nothing better. Would you agree? Okay. And so, so when, uh, as my brother used to say, when you're only one degree away from boiling, one degree matters a whole lot. And so you don't know that until all of a sudden that anxiety. Ra- ratchets back up and 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 then that anxiety it 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 can give you a, uh, um, a a fake facade that 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 you know everything's doom and gloom that hey you're not strong enough to do this um, it sucks the wind out of you doesn't it takes the air out of your, your sails, and, 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 but I want you to hear me. I have, I have gone to God in my deepest valleys, and I have found his peace and his greatest joy. And that, that quadrupled my faith to being stronger than ever, even though I've been sitting down to preach since 2015. And, and most people look at me, and they just say, man, you know what, he looks, he looks like he's healthy. No, just understand, I, I want you to always know this. God's literally holding me together. He's literally holding me together. He's he, he, he again. He, but it's a good thing, because God needs me to understand that that we all battle anxieties, pain, heartache. But I want you to hear me. You can be completely broken hearted. And still have God's peace. I want some of you to hear what I'm saying. You can be completely brokenhearted, And you might not be happy about where you are. But you can still have joy in Christ where you are. Look at Psalm 30 verse 4. It says weeping may last through the night. But joy comes with the morning. Happiness is just a, a, a feeling about our circumstances. Joy is a God thing. It's a Jesus thing. It's, it's, it's the peace of knowing that, that he's got a plan. Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him. Notice this part. He says, I trust him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I don't think you can have Jesus' joy without complete surrender to Jesus. So you gotta you got to give up some space for him to come take more space. You got to decrease more so that he can increase more. You got to give him all your heart and anxieties so that he can give you full joy in the midst of those. He says, I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. As one of the main reasons my faith is so strong today is because God has proven to me time and time again that no matter how low I go, he can take me through it and he'll take me through it and he'll give me peace, he'll give me joy, he'll give me comfort. That is not dependent upon the circumstance. You know, sometimes, listen, the peace in your faith is knowing, hey, I've done everything I could do, I'm doing everything I can do, but I'm trusting God for all I can. Because really, God does the majority of the work, we're just participants. That's God calling. But number four, when you feel uncertain, God promises his plans are certain. When you feel uncertain, God promises his plans are certain. Listen, the Christian faith has never been about building your self confidence. Our confidence in ourselves, or our feelings, or our knowledge, or our strength, or our situation, or our plan. It's always been about faith in God's plans and God's promises. We need to be very careful that whenever we're trying to tell our children to be all that they can be, that we try to help them understand that the greatest thing they can do is be all that God created them to be. Because you can chase a dream and it lead to the nightmare. Many, many are doing what they want. And so they don't have God's, greater peace and God's greater fulfillment because the only way you can have God's greater peace and greater fulfillment is to seek to become who he wants you to be, seek to be where he wants you to be, and seek to go where he wants you to go. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord, here it is again, with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding or your, your own feelings. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Many of you can resonate with me when I say, even when you go to church, you don't always feel like going. It is a step of faith that you chose to take because you're, no, you're wanting your faith to be, uh, to be flamed. You're wanting your faith to be encouraged. Listen, the Bible is very clear. You don't need to trust your gut. You need to trust your God. You don't need to let Satan hang you up on all the question marks of what ifs. Instead, don't miss the what now. Listen, God has a certain plan for your life. There's two kinds of people here. There's people who wake up and think, hey, I put together my plans and then I throw a prayer in there here and there. And then there's others who believe like I do based on God's word. When God created you, when God knit you together in your mother's womb, he made you for a purpose. He made you to be who he is plans for you to be. And you need to walk in that and you need to be certain in that. You need to understand there's no wasted breath in the building today. There's no, if you're breathing, it, it is not only a gift, but there's a reason, there's a purpose. And God, God knows that purpose. You might not understand. You might not be able to see your self-worth and, and but God said through the cross, hey, you're worth it. You might not be able to see God having a plan for you, but God has a plan for you. You, Listen, God's plan for you may look differently today than it did last year or 20 years ago. God has a certain plan for your life. Philippians 1.6 says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within, within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Listen, God is extremely sure about everything that you're unsure about. He has a certain plan, a certain script. You don't have to understand everything to trust that God's working out everything. Jeremiah 29, 11. Notice the the certainty this is said with. God says, for I know the plans I have for you. Not just the world, for you specifically, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Listen, faith is not about the certainty of man. It is about the certainty of God. Sometimes you, gotta, you, can't, you can't let the newspaper or the news be your certainty. You got to open up God's word and know that only everything in that word is true. You can bank on it. You can trust in it. Listen, when we have faith, it is not about faith in our feelings. It is about faith that God holds our future in his hands. Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 2 says, Now faith is the certainty of things hoped for, a proof of things not seen. For by faith the people of old gained approval. You know what the scripture says about faith? It says, Without faith you can't please God. So it is a faith journey for all of us, okay? I would, love, I would love to sit down as your pastor and tell you, well, hey, and I know some guys, maybe they can. They go, well, man, here's, here's where we're going next year. Here's where we're going five years from now. Here's what we're going to do 10 years from now. I done gave that up a long time ago. Brother Trey will tell you, I've tried to plan things out, lay things out, look things out, think things out, and God still got me on the week-to-week special. Anybody else still stuck on that bus? You day-to-day, you know? If things are so bad with you, they can put you in the ICU at any moment for intensive care. You know, the faith isn't in the situation. The faith is in the certainty of God that he's always with me. That I can always find peace and, and, and comfort in him. That he's got... A plan. Do you know there's not anybody in scripture, man or woman of God, that ever accomplished anything great because it was just their idea? No. God brought it to them. He sent someone to them. He revealed things to them. They just took the next right step, and God did his thing. You know, most people don't realize this. Again, before, before God ever called me to, to be a church planter, and, 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 which just means starting a church from the ground up, I didn't even know churches got started. Because every church I knew was at least 50 to 100 years old, you know. So I thought all of them been, you know, you just, they were like camp meeting tents. Um, they just all existed, you know. You pick one. And so I didn't even know what to do when God called me to start a church. But, but let me help, help you understand. Several hundred people wouldn't be part of a, a church called Refuge Church if I hadn't just said, okay, God, you want me to do this? I don't know how you're gonna do it. I don't really wanna do this. I don't know if I can do this. I'll just listen to you. That's all I did nine, ten years ago. That's all I'm doing right now. I can tell you this much, while I might not be able to give you all the detail. One day, as I've told you before, you will see things in this ministry that no one thought was possible through Walterboro, South Carolina. And and it won't be something that man built. It won't be because we we just built some big cathedral, this or that. By the way, facilities matter less to people than ever. Love, honesty, truth, feeling the Spirit of God. That that matters to people. People, listen, we live in a time where people wanna wanna find real people that can identify with real problems, but that are seeking a real Jesus. Listen, no matter where life has been for you, no matter where life finds you today, no matter where life finds you later on, you can be certain. God knew every single thing that's happened to your life up to this date. He knew that was going to happen, and he knows what's ahead. Listen, why trust anyone else when all of us can only see from the floor seat? He's seeing from the sky seat. Let him lead your life from this point forward. Rest in his certainty even when you feel uncertain. But last but not least, when you feel hopeless, God promises he can do anything. When you feel hopeless, whether it's about a situation, circumstance, relationship, whatever, God promises he can do anything. Listen, we all face things in our life that we can't fix. We all face things that could easily make us feel hopeless. Anytime God is in the equation, I want you to write this down. Anytime God's in the equation... Anything's possible. Anytime. Why why not invite God in to your situations? Matthew 19, 26 says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. You may be concerned about your health. All things are possible with God. You may be concerned of how you're going to pay your bills. All things are possible with God. You may not know what to do with your marriage that is falling apart. All things are possible with God. You may be looking at the biggest mountain you've ever looked at that's in front of you while you're in the lowest valley below you with God. All things are possible. Matthew 17:20 points out the fact that a little bit of faith can move mountains. Matthew 17:20 says, "You don't have faith enough. Jesus told him, I tell you the truth, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Listen, I have seen God do things that all humans would say wasn't possible. I have seen people come back from being dead. I have seen tumors vanish. I have seen people rescued that should have never been rescued. I've seen people's lives changed that people said, no, that person can never change. Listen, we serve a God who can and who will do great things if we trust him, if we turn to him. Ephesians 3.20 in the Message Bible says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. You know what's sometimes the trouble with our prayers? They're too small. See, a humanized prayer is governed by humans. A God-sized prayer is going, Hey, God, you do what I can't do. You do what they can't do. You do what no one could fathom, God, and do it all for your glory. By the way, the Bible never says you get to tell God what he's to do. I'm just telling you, if it's God's will, God can do it. There are times we do believe deep down. Okay, I think this is the case for a lot of people. We believe deep down, but our faith just gets discouraged. And we're kind of like an air conditioner. we need some Freon. And so we have to draw closer to God or we have to draw back closer to God and, and ask him to increase our faith. Sometimes you're having to ask God, hey God, increase my faith, give me the faith. That's greater than my feelings Mark chapter 9 verse 24 A man said I do believe But help me overcome My unbelief I said God wants to help you overcome Your unbelief You're down and out You do this this way you, you have to turn to God You have to humble yourself before God You have to trust God with everything And learn to walk by faith This point forward because see, if you just walk by faith today, but tomorrow you don't take up your cross and follow him and look to him and lean on to him, you're going to feel deflated. As I said, that's what can make a good Sunday turn into a bad Monday. You need to know he's there at your work. You need to know he's there at your home. He's there in that car. He's there in that hospital. C.S. Lewis says this. He says, relying on God has to begin all over again every day as if nothing yet had been done. Would you bow your heads with me? dearly Father, God, right now, Lord, we come to you with all of our fears and failures, with all of our anxiety of today and worries of tomorrow. Lord, you tell us who by worrying can add a single hour to their life. And so, Lord, if, 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 if worry c- can't do that, Lord, why worry? God, today, may we cast all of our cares upon you, Lord, knowing that you care about us. Lord, knowing that, that, that you hear us and you'll answer us and you'll reach into our situations. And, and, Lord, you'll hold our hands and take us through the highs and lows. Lord God, give us your peace, your comfort, your joy, a certainty of faith a hope, a renewed hope, God, in you. Lord, you want to take our brokenness and lead us closer to you, God. I pray we know that right now. Lord, it's in our lowest valleys. It's not that you're speaking less. You're speaking louder. May we hear your voice. Lord, you say your you're sheep, they, they, they hear your voice and they obey your commands. God, I pray that each person Listening right now, they will not worry about what those around them think. They won't worry about what those around them do. But, Lord, they would decide themselves that though none go with them, they will follow. They will surrender all. They will come as they are, Lord. Running to you, God. Surrendering to you. Lord God, we give you everything and everyone that's on our minds and hearts today. I pray if there's anyone listening right now that's never asked Jesus Christ into their heart, God, I pray today would be that day that they would admit their sin. They would believe in you, Jesus, God's son, that died on the cross for their sins and on the third day overcame the grave for them. God, may they make you their Savior and Lord. We give you all things today in Jesus' name. This altar is open. I'm available here should you want me to speak with you or pray with you. My son, Asher.